You gotta real you gotta get all kind. Okay. Welcome to the first dimension. Oh wow. <laughs> And I just fell in love with a gangster, so he put my name in the tat. Mm. But I don't let him come to the crib, what? so we get it on where we at. Yeah. Nowadays I be ducking them cameras, yeah. and they have because I'm up in the banners. Yeah. Calling my phone and they know I don't answer. In the hood I'm like Princess Diana. I'm thick as I be eating oats. Mm. Bitches not taking shit from me, but no. notes. Wanna be me, so we do my emotes and I name it and melt it, cause it's gonna choke, bitch. That was cunt. You did it! I finally did it. Gonna show. Ah. Okay. The ah. But anyways, that was a cute little intro. It was. You know? It was. <laughs> no. I'm starting to feel I don't know why I'm so like sleepy today. Yes, I feel sleepy. I'm so sleepy. You know, like I I, I was, was barely like, ready to get up to come like here. 12. Oh yeah, we were. Shout out to Amarji. And then and shout out to the Nook Cafe. I wanna work there. I'm okay. gonna work there one day. Jesus. But um, this is now opening oh, up so episode many. five. I tried oh, to tell my therapist about my dreams. Martin had a dream. <laughs> that part reminded me of Kendrick had a dream. All my life, all my life. Why would you start and if you don't know the words? <laughs> I do. You just pissed me off. That okay. was Kendrick. You don't piss. You don't, all my you don't life, I want money and power. Too late now. I lost the momentum. But. You know, the intro was cool, though. The transition from the HBO logo to the random action. Yes, I love that. I love the little... Rawr, 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 rawr. It gave, like... Like, ooh, like, we in it for real. It gave, like, random acts of flyness is HBO. So that's cool. Period. Um, you know, this dude wakes up. I thought he was Elijah at first. I'm crying. Or Elijah? Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, I thought he was... A, I think <laughs> we keep every, on calling him Elijah. I keep thinking every bald, uh, light skin Man, is Xavier. Xavier. But my first question, what's the craziest dream you've ever had? Ooh, this dream I just had, I was in, uh, I was, Amarji was there, mm-hmm. and uh, we were, like, getting ready for a ball, I think, yeah. and, uh, like, the zombie apocalypse happened, happened, Damn. yeah, and, like, Amarji was, like, mad at me, like, I don't know what I did, but that's probably just with, like, because uh, I look up to Amarji, and with people I look up to and I love, like, I get really afraid of, like, a, like, putting them down or, like, having them be mad at me. <laughs> but, like, my nightmares are my nightmares are pretty weird. I usually have weird, like, slavery type of nightmares. You have dreams about being a slave? Uh, I had a dream about being lynched. Oh! Yeah. It was because of all the trauma in the news and stuff like that. I I don't, it was, like, a really, really long time ago. It was, like, a, it was like 2019, 2018, I remember. And I was, yeah. and I could, like, I could, like, see myself being like lifted up. Sorry, I wasn't in the mic. <laughs> I could That's, see myself being like lifted up. Because you you know you hear stories about like folks in college go to like these these um what is it called um PWIs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then being like preyed upon by other white folks, and you think they're mm-hmm. your friends, but they end up kidnapping you or like you know drugging you mm-hmm. and, and just lynch you. Mm-hmm. Folks are really like that. That's insanity. Yeah, but. but- I've definitely had wilder dreams. I can't think of anything. Yeah, I can't think of no dream right now, but I do remember a dream I was singing for Ariana Grande. And oh, I was wow. hitting them damn notes, child. Ooh. Whenever they, I sing in dreams, it's terrible. Whenever I dance in dreams, it's terrible. 
What else? I and can't I, hit hard. And I had a dream that I was Normani. Like, I had Normani um, motivation outfit and everything. <laughs> I was cunt. I was cunt. That's I was right. really cunt. <laughs> you know, we first see them in bed and everything. Um, Who the was character, uh, the girl and the boy and stuff like that. That's Coretta and Okay, Marlo well, Vicente. can I get there? Damn, we going to start this over because, like, <laughs> I want to get there. I knew you would do this to me. But anyways. Sorry. Yeah, so the characters, um, they step out the bed in the first scene. Um, they sink in the water. Like, he, sink is, he sinks in the water as, as the first thing he does once he steps out the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sees, like, a spherical sea urchin or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, like, spiky. You know, and then a whale is behind him, too. And the dream restarts, and he's in a church-like setting and everything, and a person is, like, playing a piano and stuff, and there's, like, he grabs the lantern and everything, and mm-hmm. there's, all, there's also somebody playing an organ player and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, an organ. There's, I said an organ player, but, you know, they're playing an organ piano. Right. And, you know, and, like, there's, like, a speech playing in the background, and a group mm-hmm. of people is on the balcony all wearing, like, you know, white colors and stuff. And then, like, And they're, one, like, singing. You know, there's this one, like person that you know gets all possessed he like whoever mm-hmm. they are they get possessed and everything or i wouldn't say possessed but they move possessed i think it was possession possession or like the holy ghost or something or possession because there was a lot of demonic um influences throughout this episode i don't think it was a demon but yeah but you know i was about to say but yeah like a woman praise dancing and everything and you know praise dancing can also be interpretive dancing and stuff like that so that was pretty cool she practically mm-hmm. she throws her gown off and she's practically naked mm-hmm. um but yeah a group of men then it goes to a group of men at a table and everything and like they're playing poker or like dominoes or something and then they're and then but there's microphones in front of them soon after mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. they're captured on film people taking pictures of them and everything and like women are using them as puppets what do you think that means um, I'm just not realizing that. Um, I don't know. I really don't. Let me think about that. I'm sorry. No, you don't have to think about it. If you don't know, you don't know. But one man has blood on his hands and everything. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And then there's like, he hears in the dream, Malcolm, Malcolm. I was like, are they talking about Malcolm X or something? Well, they were talking about multiple, like, black. Uh, they were talking about Marcus Garvey and... I think they were talking about Emmett Till and they say Sankara and Medgar and Patrice and that might be towards uh Maladoma Patrice, maybe. But like Maladoma uh Patrice wasn't around during that time. Maladoma Patrice's time was like the nineties, eighties. But it, you know, it was a dream sequence of all like activists and everything. Mm-hmm. But like it's clearly a dream inside of a dream and mm-hmm. his partner kisses him and then she smacks him. That's kinky. <laughs> You think that's what it was? He was like, again, smacks him again. That's crazy. You think that's, you think it was like a, I wonder why, I wonder why they did that. It was kinky. Probably Martin was low key into that. Mm -hmm. But, well, I mean, Martin was doing a lot. You know, but then in the next scene, a man is auctioning auctioning off the word nigga Mm -hmm. for $50 million. Mm -hmm. And the question, I have a question. Should non black say the N word? No. (laughs) Well, why not? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because they're not black, and that word was used against black people. And I don't care if uh, people say, well, you know, we were in slavery, too. It's like a lot of people were enslaved. But, like, mm-hmm. when you hear somebody say the N-word, they're yeah. not talking about you. They're talking exactly. about the, 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 black, the black people. But, like, I was thinking about, like, how 
You know, there's some people that say that think that black people shouldn't say nigga either. And I found that so ignorant and everything, because if black people want to reclaim the word nigga, if like because, you know, most cultures that have slurs and everything reclaim some, mm-hmm. some words, but some words aren't reclaimable mm-hmm. and everything. That's a guy's conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. But we can reclaim the word nigga and everything. And like there's some white one black people that some black people that can argue, well, if there's niggin' songs and y'all say niggas around white people, of course they're going to say it. No, it's called being respectful and mm-hmm. knowing your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Most black people don't know about boundaries. Or should I say, you know, folks don't know about boundaries in general, non-black people. I'm going to I'm gonna play devil's advocate for five seconds. Mm-hmm. I understand why older black people say that. Yep, that's why I, that, I, I was I understand why that. older that's black why I, people don't like when we... when. People say the N word. Yeah. I understand them mm-hmm. because they don't went through it with white people calling them all that. Yeah. So I understand it when they say it. Mm-hmm. But when like you 30 year olds, 20 year olds being like, we should just stop saying it. <laughs> Get over yourself type shit. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> he wanted this for a long time, you know, but I will say the this Quentin dude. Tarantino yeah, this dude is this show. It's not Quentin show, Tarantino down. This episode is a Tarantino diss track, and I fuck Big with that so much. White, white film period. White, white <laughs> Hollywood, or or what they say, Silicon Valley. It's like Silicon Valley is in Hollywood. Yes, it is. Silicon Silicon Valley is like technology, like tech people. I was thinking Silicon Valley because a lot of people in Hollywood use plastic surgery. No, no, no. Silicon Valley is uh like uh like. Tech people. But, like, he wanted this for a long time and everything. And, like I said, this is a whole Quentin Tarantino diss track and everything. It is. And he says... um, Because F Quentin Tarantino. He's weird. Literally. Yeah, he said a nigga finally made it. Yeah. And he smacked the white off him. Or should I say he smacked some black on him. And I was about to say, I'm a new bitch starts. he, He turns into, like, this, like, mass. Like, if you haven't... you Y'all should be watching the episodes... But he turns into like this mass of like space. Yeah, you know he kind of just looks like nothing. And then like a whole bunch of random acts of fighting is the white minority pops <laughs> on the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? We um, love a good little pop up. We love a good little like one frame. But the next scene, most credible con man he ever knew, a blonde haired, blue eyed Negro white folk called white folks. That's a gag right there. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, um, I've been wanting to look this up. Cause like I'll like look up the quote, but like nothing will come up, and I don't know who this interviewer is, and I don't know who this person is with this with these mask and glasses on. But like, um, there's a white man on a coastal setting typing a script and everything called and, the Magic Hour. I think. Um, he is definitely Tarantino and everything. This is definitely depiction of Tarantino to me, or I, just white Hollywood in general. Well, white filmmakers. I I don't know why I want to talk about this. But the fact that he's like peacefully riding on a typewriter in by like the ocean mm-hmm. with like his little like his little coffee and he's like writing up like, bullshit. <laughs> and I don't think this man is supposed to be Tarantino. Mm-hmm. This could be just like recently there has been like when you ever go to the movies or whatever. Have you ever seen like those army propaganda films? Yeah. Like just big army. You know what? I'm sorry. Off topic for five seconds. I was watching BMF yeah. yesterday. Uh, yeah, like two days ago or yesterday. And uh, there was a part where, like, there's two cops. Uh, it's the big black dude and uh, the little Asian lady. And uh, the big black dude, you know, he a pig. Like, he a pig pig. Like, season one, like, they just went cops or pigs, bro. Yeah. And then season two, like, now there's, like, this little Asian lady who's, like, a good cop. 
And so then uh, there's like a fire. And like, I think like the town started the fire because it was like a, uh, it might've been like a gambling hall or something. And he said, and other uh, people were burned it down. Cause they were like, um, they were like, there's like prostitutes in there and they're like ruining the, uh, uh, you know, they're like ruining, you know, this town, they're ruining us. And so they burned it down. Yes, and uh, which you know, which was weird. I and was BMF like, "BMF is based on a true story too." But Carissa, to be down, where my husband? Where is my husband? I haven't, I haven't got there yet. Stop. <laughs> but uh, but uh, back to it. Uh, this place is burning down. I think it was like that gambling hall, and um, and so then the cop is like, "We ain't going in there," you know, the black one. He's like, "No, no, like we're just gonna let it burn down," and uh. And somebody said, oh, I think there's somebody in there. And there's, like, a man in there. And so then Asian cop goes in there, uh, gets the man, drags him out. And, you know, so I was like, oh, they doing that propaganda thing. They yeah. really, they really, they really, they really ramping it up. But, um, and so then they get in the car and, you know, the black cop was like, you know, we not supposed to be doing that. That's the firefighter's job. Mm. You know, da, da, da. And, you know, uh, and so then I'm like, oh, like, they propaganda-ing, like, down, especially since the bad cop is like the black Monique character have any power in the show? Uh she's in the she's in BMF. Yeah. I haven't got to in it yet. Mm-hmm. So sorry, that was a little like switch over. What were we even talking about? How did I even get there? Well, I was that's just... why I don't like getting sidetracked and sorry. Plus we got like what time is it? Three thirty nine. I'm putting a light I'm putting a fire under your ass. Okay. But uh, a white <laughs> white angel and everything. We get into the white angel segment white angel of the show. Slash devil. And like is this talking about the white savior complex trope? I suppose. It is. This reminds me of Django Unchained, um, written Talk by Quentin it. Torrentino. Torrentino. And was made out to be the white savior. Doc, or yeah, Ace, Dr. King Schultz. Oh, yeah, 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 the, the little Swedish man. Yeah, he, he was played by Christopher Waltz, and he was supposed to be made out to be the white savior. You better do your research. But fun fact, Tyrese... He auditioned to be Django. Imagine that movie. Go, Tyrese can't act. <laughs> yeah, well, mm. Tyrese can't act. I never, I never seen a movie. Well, oh yeah, Baby Boy. Baby Boy, but like, girl, Tyrese can't act. Yvette. Jody, Jody, <laughs> stop it, Jody. You ain't nothing, Jody. Stop. Like literally, but that movie uh, sucks. I'm sorry. Very bad. Joe. I mean, but you know, it's a hood boy. classic. It's a, give it up boy. for hood classic. No, the misogyny and the colorism. The misogyny and the colorism. The misogyny and the colorism was so 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 Crisp. so <laughs> so 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 bad. But I was about to say we should uh, talk about. You know what? Never mind. Yeah, Oops. I was about to say. Uh, but yeah, the white family adopts a black child and everything, which and is which is definitely shade to Brad and Angelina. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's what I thought, because they were like a famous black couple, because the uh, people were talking about them in the news, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, what's a famous black couple that has adopted black children?" Wow. But yeah, the white family adopts a That's black what I child, thought. and it feels off-putting and everything, and mm-hmm. they want to rename the child. You know, that's cr- okay. First of all, the name Salome is beautiful. <laughs> like I'm stealing that name. Like that name is gorgeous. That's ins- what did they want to name Salome. I don't know, but they uh, they wanted to change Salome to uh, the mom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't the dad. It was the mom, and the mom was like, "She's uh, you're like what? What she say? What she say?" Uh, uh, <laughs> she said something. You're trying she to said disable like, her. Yes, yes, yes. Like you're uh, uh, you're, uh, you're further disabling her from giving her a black name. Like how is she gonna? 
make wait, it forward in we're the gonna world. Get, we're gonna get there because okay. uh, yeah, they want to rename the child, and she wants to have she wants to have a white name for uh-huh. the child so she yeah. can be hired for a job one day. Okay, and you know that's a lot of logic with a lot of black parents too. I and mean, stuff like I that. mean, yeah, because I mean that goes back to way way back when, and we don't blame them. When we you really know, when them. you know, when black people used to name their children sir and ma'am and doctor yeah. and stuff like that, so you know they wouldn't be called nothing other than you know a proper name. Exactly. So you know, white people call them by a proper name, like your name gonna be sir, mm. which I love. I uh, love that a lot. Shout out to Beyonce and Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> that that is super black. Yeah, literally. Yeah, oh, I was about to say the girl speaks a language. And oh wait, 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 wait. If I the girl, if the girl is from Sudan, she could be speaking an Arabic. Um, mm-hmm. If she's from, uh, what else did I put? If she's from, look at you in these notes. I if, love that. Yeah, if she's from Uganda, Uganda, um, Uganda, she could be speaking Swahili. But what you gonna mm-hmm. say? I was gonna say there was a little um, Easter egg. Uh, the black girl goes over, uh, the little black girl, she goes over to the bookcase and she takes out a book and it's Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eye. Mm. Yeah, the man that was typing and everything, he started looking up African child, African child rebel soldiers and stuff like that. Oh, wait, like wait, that. wait. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, before that, the reason why he started writing this was because uh, she came up to him and spoke in a foreign language and uh, the white man looked her in her eyes and there was like fire in her eyes. Because you could see uh, the PTSD that she went through. That's what the parents said. That, you know, you know, it's probably from the PTSD from the war in Malawi or Madagascar. Uh, Madagascar. And uh, there's, like, fire in her eyes. You can see, like, the trauma that she went through. And from that, he starts to write the movie. This is consistent throughout the episode, too. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. But yeah, he started looking up African child rebel soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I'm like, are you trying to find out where this girl is from? But no. Mm-hmm. Um I was going to say, yeah, trying to find out where, uh, yeah, I thought he was trying to find out where the child is from. Mm-hmm. And could you ever adopt a child? Absolutely. I, I I want to adopt. I want to adopt like a little, little baby because mm-hmm. I do want to have a baby, but I'm not going to have, like, I'm not going to birth a baby. Mm-hmm. Like in no way, in shape or form, I'm about to do that. And, you know, we're going to talk about that later. Exactly. But, um, I had it written down, so. But, um, yes, I do want to adopt children. I don't know how I feel necessarily about adopting them from Africa, yeah. I I would only want like an orphan orphan and not like you just took a child from Africa and now you giving them to me. Exactly. I mean I mean of course I would the way that I am I would try to connect them back to their roots. You know I'm not like a white person. I'm like oh like mm. you're you're an American now like no like the way that I'm built because I'm trying to find my way back as well. Right. And I just think that uh. I'm sure. I'm sure. By the time I'm having kids, I will have found my way back in some way. Find your way back. back. Big, big world, but you got, got it, baby. baby. I was gonna say. <laughs> um, and then in a video, he sees a white man picking up a black child. In the mm-hmm. video, do I know this actor? That white man looks he mad looked familiar. A little, who is this man? He was. He played in something, something iconic or something. He's a cool actor, I believe. Mm. But he, he looked like somebody. Ext African Savannah. Um, he wants to play the white savior role and everything. But at first, right. his like this dude that he's trying to pitch it to, he's like, well, you can't do blackface. He thought he was talking about the right, black right. at first. But he was like, that's illegal. <laughs> that's illegal. <laughs> at first, I thought, I thought so too. I was like, you want to do blackface? Like, did Quentin Tarantino or anybody else ever do blackface? Uh, 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 the dude that plays Tony Stark. Oh, Remember yeah, that? Robert Downer. Yeah, he did play him, Jimmy Kimmel, or Jimmy Fallon, one of them. Too. I think it was both of them. 
crazy. But I was about to say, it sounds like they're buying slaves when they start talking about picking out these kids and stuff like that. Mm. Or, but he needs a sidekick, a homie. I know he said, you need you a homie. And I was I, like, eee. I hate when white men say homie. Say homie. But this is one of my favorite parts of the episode. What's so that? now he's trying to look for somebody. Jamie Foxx. That was a little Easter egg I for love me. that That was a little part. Easter egg for me. I was <laughs> like, oh, so this might be Tarantino. But um, then he calls Michael B. Jordan. He called somebody else, but I don't know who. Uh, he called Chadwick. He called Will. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he yeah. called, uh, he and then called he said, Lupita. Jayden, he said, is Jaden around? <laughs> is Jaden there? And then Jaden starts talking to black black women. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. He was talking to Lapita and he was like, yeah, it is really terrible about what's going on with black women in this country right now. And he likes, oh. like, I'm black crying. women are going through so much. Right well, now. at first I thought that was Jaden because it reminds me of Jaden saying, I'm not like other kids. Yes. Uh, what did he say? Uh, he wants to talk about the social and political. The economic uh, and political, political standpoint of, of, you know, of, today's like, society. And he's right. Yeah. I, I know he's that, right. It was I, funny in the moment, but yes, he's right. I know that everybody's making fun of him, but he's absolutely right. Right. He's absolutely right. I wonder if Jaden is like a socialist. Mm. And he's rich, though. Yeah, he tells Lakeith Stanfield, he tells him to stop speaking, stop talking. <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> that was funny. You know, it's funny because, like, I'm pretty sure, like, these people that wrote this and everything definitely met these folks in real life mm-hmm. before. Um, some of them, but he gets handed, oh yeah, and then he tries to call Octavia Spencer and stuff, Mm -hmm. but he gets handed a list of orphans, or should I say actors and stuff like that, and he's like, no, I want actual orphans and everything, this is just disgusting, I couldn't take more notes on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's how they think, that's definitely how they think up there. But the next scene is Barack Obama. It's a tweet with a Nelson Mandela quote, Mm -hmm. no one is born hating another person because of the color of their skin. Um, their background or their religion, or should mm-hmm. I say his skin, his background, or his religion. Mm-hmm. Um, then it zooms in on a black child, like, Yes, frowning. and the baby looks so, like, literally, angry. Literally. But in the next scene and everything, Kendra Flowers. For, but my question, for, my question first. Yes. Can white babies be born racist? I mean, with the way that they explained it, I don't know if Terrence was being serious. Mm. But, like, the way that they was going, I'm like, maybe because of the way that black people, black babies are born and the way that white babies are born. Because, like, okay, when you're born, essentially, you're born and, like, you don't have no type of recollection of anything yet. So you don't know anything yet. You're you're clearly just an infant right now and everything. But I feel like it it applies... It implies of how you're raised and everything. Now, mm-hmm. that right there, you can be raised to be racist. That's right. that's nothing. Right. But, like, or could it, and then they talked about it, or could it be, like, in their brain and everything, they inherited some type of, like, brain chemistry or, like, you know, genes from their mm-hmm. parents and stuff. And, like, Probably. you know, they can inherit that hate for, like, black people. Maybe it's that. But mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say, when is black people on the screen, the baby cries, a nanny pops up. Yes, the nanny. Like, she's like, it's the study about if the black if black babies are born racist, but yeah. Uh-huh. Um, if white babies are born racist. Yeah. Did I, I say black babies? Yes, you did. Uh, well, shit. It's <laughs> 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 conversation for another day. But are <laughs> white people, bo- are white babies born racist and everything? When is black people on the screen, the baby cries. Um, we're back to black women not being treated as well as their white counterparts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like this I love section, this topic. This was really good. This was really this good. This was really good. So it's like, is he the is the daddy related to Nance or the yes, mama? Yes, that's uh, uh, I think 
uh, that is Nance's nephew that was born. That is um, Nance's brother's son. Yeah. But <laughs> she could get diagnosed with preeclampsia, a disorder of pregnancy characterized by high blood pressure, uh-huh. high levels of protein and urine that uh-huh. indicate kidney damage of, uh-huh. or other organ damage. It can begin after like 20 weeks of pregnancy in uh-huh. women with high blood pressure, sometimes with fluid retention and protein urine, urea. I can not know research. how to pronounce that. Urea. But, U- urea. Uh, urethra, eureka, <laughs> eureka. Anyway, but high blood pressure runs through black people heavily and stuff like that due to like heavily fried fruits and sugar that we take in or that like it can be passed down because a lot that's what my dad likes to that's what my dad always tells us and everything what? that's what he always preaches like when he was younger and our and his parents and stuff like that and their parents they're so used to overly fried foods and like overly mm. sugar stuff you know some sometimes they would sometimes like when my grandma was coming up, they would just eat sugar canes. That's mm-hmm. that that's a ploy for diabetes and everything. Mm-hmm. That's an open door for diabetes and stuff. But uh, with preeclampsia, my mom had preeclampsia, mm-hmm. and uh, she has to get a C-section with me, and uh, she almost died. Mm-hmm. So you know, <laughs> this is real. It's very very real. A lot of black women get preeclampsia. My mother had preeclampsia, mm-hmm. but uh, and you know, but you know, we're both okay. I was a C-section baby too. All of Period. us, all of my brothers were C-sections wow. and stuff. I feel like so many black people are born C-section. Like, are any of us born like, <laughs> like, like just regular push like anymore? Like, is it, well, of course. I mean, like, yeah, duh. But I was gonna say like maybe it's the anxiety of like if they have to push this baby out, I don't think these doctors are gonna like do me right. I don't think these mm-hmm. rock doctors are gonna do these women right if they like push like not just pull stuff. me out. You know what I mean? But just pull me straight out the stomach. Okay. Fifty thousand women face difficulties during pregnancy. Seven hundred women die. Black women are three to four times more likely than white women to die. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say the camera following the couple looked so cool and stuff like that. Yes. You know, them trying to look for the uh, labor and delivery department. Mm-hmm. Which is wild because I feel like w- when a woman is about to give, like when she has to give birth. Like, it should be mag doctors coming down, and it should be like, oh, let's get her in a wheelchair, and, like, let's push her around. She's, like, walking around New York and, like, asking people, like, uh, where's the, where's the, uh, because I need to have, like, a baby, like, right now. Like, <laughs> like casually. Yeah. But, like, she delivers the baby, Odwin's yes. son, Nance Slay. We love beautiful that. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Um, that's a beautiful last name too. Odwin's son Nance. But it sounds like um uh, sun solstice or something like that. Mm-hmm. But will you biologically carry a baby? Who knows? Because I can't tell the future and maybe when I'm like thirty five, I'm like, you know what, I do wanna carry a baby. But like because that takes a lot of mental strength and a lot of uh, you know, mental like mental and physical like for it, you know, for it, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like, maybe that would be a beautiful thing to go through and, and, you know, for like my body to go through that and for me to carry a baby. But right now, no. when people carry babies and stuff, it causes a whole it causes a whole lot of lot of could fall lot out. Of, your hair could fall out. Yes. You know, you could face something. Thankfully, injuries. my mother, my mother, the only thing that happened is that like she gained weight, which like, duh, mm-hmm. like, like she just got sick. And it was really bad near the end, and then she had me, and everything was fine. Right. But like, uh, I mean, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can go through that. But I was gonna say, could, would you ever do a, would you ever push them out or do a C-section if you do carry a baby? It matters what's happening. I mean, because I feel like I don't think I would go to the hospital. I would have like 
set up like a birth doula and I would have like all my people and I would uh, I would do the little like inflatable pool thing and I would do it at home. And then it's like a kid picks, there's a kid, like they're doing a study and stuff, and the kid picks out the child, the child that's like black and brown, black Mm -hmm. or brown, Mm -hmm. as ugly, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's wild. But I feel like they picked that out because you see brown and black and you associate that with like, you know, negative things and stuff like that. But, you know, that's still, you know, racism, colorism, Mm -hmm. if you will, but, you Mm -hmm. know, borderline racism and stuff. But, you know, but then... Then that's that. Can white supremacist babies be stopped? And that was crazy. <laughs> that was really, can white supremacist babies be stopped? <laughs> like it got louder at the uh, end. But the next scene, they're like just staring at the black kid and everything. He and he's just literally just so staring at them. Adorable with literally. his little sweater. But like <laughs> it was, I don't know what he tried to do when he left the room. What did the director try to do? He's like, he's just a little. Yeah, he I, was saying that he was a little chubby boy. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. wrote that down. It was, he was fat phobia. He was a little he, and then a lot of stuff like this happens in audition rooms. You know, yeah. fat phobia. And later on, it's revealed that it's colorism too, because he shows the lighter skinned child, not the darker skin. Just staring at the black kid. Um, the kid was an actual soldier. She's like, that was an actual kid child soldier. Right. But then he shows the lighter one. The lighter one, you can literally feel the pain, mm-hmm. the intensity. Everybody is yes, like, like everybody is like, uh, they all. They can't see what we just yeah. did. <laughs> they all just back up. They started and everything. like leaning back from like but how like, much. I was gonna say, uh, then somebody like drops out. Who drops out of this? You may ask. It's Jesse freaking Williams. Jesse freaking Williams. Jesse. Jesse. I just remember when they did that quarantine play and Jonathan Majors was in that. That was crazy. He was. Yes, Jonathan Majors was in that little quarantine play they did. That was funny. What? But, like yes, I didn't. I didn't think you knew that. Well, I thought you knew that, but I was like, no, I didn't. He drops out the film and everything because someone already did the concept before, right? And it's a whole white savior film and yes. everything. You know that that was cool. I'm happy Jesse clocked that. Yeah, that and say. he said he said good luck, buddy. And I was like, I don't really mean that. And so I think it's the day of the Oscars, and the kid says he doesn't want to wear all black tuxedo because in his culture it attracts demons. Mm-hmm. He would prefer to wear white. Mm-hmm. He didn't listen to to him. The right. director said his. Uh, that I wrote the ignorant ass says, <laughs> why would you assume an African child practices are demonic? Yeah. Nobody said that and but like, yourself. And like, so was like, he talking to like a woman of color during that? He was talking to like a black was, woman, I it, think. It was clearly Maybe. she was some type of, she was ambiguous. Yeah. Something racially ambiguous. Something. But I was going to say like, quite literally, folks try to use this type of mechanism of like fake activism to prove themselves right. To uh-huh. like not be, you know, uh, it's try to be exempt just because of what they know. Mm-hmm. But like, just because of what you know, you can still be checked and everything, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But like, but yeah, um, I'm gonna say, yeah, he used it as a defense neck mechanism and everything. Right, he right, doesn't right. really mean it. Right. But he tells the guy, the dude that he tried to pitch the idea to, it the little like out. producer probably. Yeah, the producer comes out. He said he tells him the guy that that he plays mm-hmm. he isn't dead. He was arrested for sexual assaulting African children. Mm-hmm. You know, and his name was Stanley Wakinski, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then it flashes to them at the Oscars. He Super said, white name. You know, he's like he grabs his face. He's like, you know, hear me out and everything. You know, right. stick in, stick through this and everything. So right. I'm like, okay, sure. So <laughs> he must have cast a check to get that award, child. Mm-hmm. But it flashes to them at the Oscars, and, you know, it looks like they're edited in. But, you know, they're at the Oscars and good, stuff. Good editing. Great um, editing. Winning Best Picture. 
<laughs> you can see uh like a you can see Viola in the crowd, low key though. I, yeah. I don't think you can see that, but I peeped that you can see Viola in the crowd. It was I'm like correct. celebrities in the crowd. Yep. And he was desperate to get the award and everything. And then the kid, he looks at him. He's like, well, I didn't want to. He didn't. He doesn't say that, but right. you know, it's kind of like he, the kid did not want to wear black. Mm-hmm. And then the kid kind of triggers. And I'm not saying the kid triggers it, but like ants start coming out the director's mouth, mm-hmm. you know. And the next thing they talk about Harvey Weinstein, spooky ookie. <laughs> but uh, but uh, before we get into that, uh, the kid says, "I told you, demons." And like, there's like ants mm-hmm. calling out of his mouth, and he's like choking and he's dying. Imagine if that happened in real life. Mm-hmm. I would gag. I would. I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I would and, gag. And then it's and then it like it flashes to Brie Larson presenting an award. Mm. I love Brie Larson. I was gonna say. Um, then the next scene is the next part: white devils, not white angels, but white, white devils. White devil. Um, the conversation reminds me of the movie Higher Learning and everything from 1995 with Omar Epps and Tyra Banks. Um, and it reminds me of the character because, like, they're you know talking about the white devil trope and everything. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the character Remy Michael uh, Rap. He plays by Michael Rappaport or whatever it's called. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like essentially, you I, know, I hate Michael Rappaport. Essentially, that's it's a, a weird man. Yeah, because he played a Nazi in that movie. He's a weird man. Remy, the character, he is a Nazi and stuff like that, and that's mm-hmm. that's basically a white devil. He's he's the white devil trope and everything because mm-hmm. I think in the end he kills Tyra Banks. He does. Yeah, he shoots Tyra Banks. Sorry, spoilers. So like you know, so it's kind of like oh wow, you know, it's the white devil is the point of oh white. It's like giving white people power. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh. So this is where they talk about like them inspiring white people and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. These tropes inspiring Definitely. people to go alt right and everything and mm-hmm. being all right and having power in that because I feel like they think that white people feel defenseless, but no, this is just insecurities. Really, so, like, I think so. Uh, I've been watching Breaking Bad. I'm about to end it. I'm on season five, yeah. and season five we are really getting into a uh, Walter White's. Like he is a insane. He is like a terrible, terrible. He's like a psychopath now. Um, there's a scene where Walter White's wife, uh, Sky, I think that's her name, Skylar, and um, she uh, gets mad at Marie because she's like stealing shoes. She's like, I can't believe you're like stealing shoes, and she like makes this big deal <laughs> about stealing shoes. And I'm like, that's like such like a weird white woman thing. Like you can tell that they're like weird white people, right. and especially with uh, Breaking Bad and like uh, I mean the main villain is a uh, Gustavo Fring who is acted by Giancarlo Esposito, who is, like, the best part of that whole show. Mm. And they really, like, jumped the shark with his death, which I'm not going to uh, spoil for y'all. But, um, like, with these TV shows that especially cover white men being in the mafia, mafia or white men being in a drug game, da-da-da, they're just killing black people and killing Latino people and killing all types of other races uh, just so they can come out on top and maybe in the ending, you know, something bad happens, which, of course, usually what happens in a drug game. But, like, you know, of course Breaking Bad is, like, the, um, you know, the stepping stones for, you know. And then he talks, about, and then he talks about, like, the right, Fight sorry. Club inspiring the outright and everything, the mm-hmm. alt-right and stuff. And then the white devil archetype. Mm-hmm. The white devil, an archetype character trope that depicts pre like preternaturally genius based skin protagonists who are my handwriting strikes again. <laughs> but yeah, okay. like it's like explicitly moral characteristics, you know what I mean? They often wrestle their socio sociopathic um 
shadow and stuff like that that threatens mm-hmm. to destroy their family while simultane- simultaneously being the key to their exceptional charisma and technical genius mm-hmm. and everything. And white devils essentially feel like the smartest among their race, and they feel like they are the odd ones out. Mm-hmm. So they automatically feel like that they are. They're the always like they're always like the smartest ones because they usually go against you know people that just have street smarts exactly, and not people like Walter White is a academically amazing man in, uh, in the show. He's supposed to be professor, but you know he isn't, and you know that fuels his anger more. But, um, you know, he has, like, book smarts. So, then you know, that makes him smarter than everybody else in the show. And it's like, I know a lot of white devils that stay in trailer parks because trailer park people believe that they are grazed up inside the hood and they have the same minority, like, feelings and um, the same type of struggle as the black struggle. And mm-hmm. it's not. You're still essentially white. Once you go out in the real world, real world and you make yourself presentable as in put on presentable clothes and cut your hair, you can get a job like that. A black person do that, they still get stopped because mm-hmm. they are black. But anyways, did Walter and did Walter Wright inspire the resurgence of the alt right? And then he talks about that. And the next scene. Uh, before we do that, I want to mention that the shows of uh, Breaking Bad and Sopranos and the movie The House That Jack Built was mentioned in the Little White Devil thing, and also a uh, Boardwalk something that Boardwalk show and uh that little nurse show Nurse Jackie that show and uh did I say The Sopranos? I did. But, uh, yeah, oh, and Rick and Morty, you know, just like a lot of this, this episode was really ahead of its time because I feel like a lot of white Breaking Bad fans and white uh, Rick and Morty fans are just the most insufferable, like the most insufferable racist people. Right. So, yeah. Mm. But, like, the man wakes up from the first scene, and he explains he had a dream. And then we realize, oh, this is Coretta, Coretta Scott King and Martin Luther King. It's Martin. You know, he then quotes Martin, the character, the actor then quotes Martin in this and you know he's martin and then he talks about how like or did he or is that me Mm. i hate the white man closes out the credits and stuff like that but oh not i hate the white man the song i I hate hate white white man okay that's funny because that's that's what i would say but like uh, you know he starts singing the end credits is a white man singing i hate the white man uh uh, this is a roy harper roy harper um, so then Terrence editing the episode. Mm-hmm. Is that Spike Lee behind him? That is not Spike Lee. You look like Spike Lee. He was uh he was in uh he was in like uh, that third episode. Remember when he said uh he was in like the little gender episode? Remember? Oh that? him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my wife, and we and we still don't know his name. I'm crying. I'm so sorry. And so Terrence walks outside. The man was asleep, by the way. Yes, he was. He was definitely snoring. You know, he, and then I remember that, you know, in the first episode, you know, the girl texts Terrence and like, you know, it shouldn't just be all about white people and stuff like that. He yeah, gets yeah, 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 yeah. But Terrence, you know, he clapped back. Not clapped back, but like he kind of stepped, he stepped it up and everything. It was actually an interesting episode that was like basically about white people, but still about black people and everything. So that was cool. Well, I mean, it's a little like, because, uh. Well, like, let's talk about the end of the episode because I love this part. Yep, he we're, splits we're, into multiple. Yes, and we're, uh, we're getting into what we're what we're gonna get into in the second season with uh, his wounds, hmm. and uh, there's like different colors. There's orange and pink and green, and uh, like the green one is like the insightful one, and he's like smart, and the pink one is like you know like, like we gonna get to this money and da da da, and the orange one, the orange one was like this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Like we shouldn't be talking about whiteness. And then uh, there's the yellow one, 
and yellow one is just like angry and they're like and yellow Terrence is like they not funding this show enough mm. and da, 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 da. and uh by the end of this I'm going to be going full capitalist and not to spoil a little bit about season 2 but that's Mandy that's all I'm going to say and the green one I guess never mind we're not going to get into that but this yellow one is definitely Mandy uh which, which you know, which we're gonna get into the into the second season. But I really love at the end when he's like, "No more, Mister Nice Terrence." Okay. Like it that's re- really real. That reminds me of the Raven episode in Teen Titans, where she touched the crystal and she splits into multiples of her. <laughs> I feel like that was interesting. But yeah, yeah. then it's like the first episode kind of yeah, re- yeah, like yeah. comes back and we're everything, back. and it's like, but I'm instead Luke. a white person comes and save him, the white savior, of course. Um, a white witness save him. It's I'm like, Terrence's white witness. You know, and he's like, you should the police officer, you should keep him with you at all times. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. He reminds me of Jacob from Abbott Elementary. <gasps> he does. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but yeah. That's big Jacob energy. Literally. But like yeah. oof. Abbott Elementary is funny. It is. But anyways. We should talk about that show. Literally. But like, or we I don't know if we should. I was going to say, what if we do, not that, but we should, like, dissect the show, like, one, like, not dissect the show, like, if it comes to another season, uh-huh. what if we, like, binge watch Abbott Elementary? That'd be interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the episode of That's it. the First Dimension, episode five, Random Acts of Flyness. Hey. That was Yay. fun. Did you have fun? I had fun. I had fun. You know? um, The next episode will be the season finale. It's like. It's last words time. Um. This episode was cool. This is probably one of my favorite episodes so yes, far. Yes, yeah. Um, I really like, you know, him talking about the white savior complex because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't tackle that. And mm-hmm. especially since, you know, he is in the Hollywood industry and the film industry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was good that Terrence talked about the white savior complex and how, like, white filmmakers need to stop that or, like, filmmakers need to stop doing that. Right. You know, um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman and everything. Oh, he got mentioned Chadwick. in the show. That was <laughs> cool. Um, it always Chad, makes me sad when I hear his name. They started listing, um, when they listed Octavia Spencer and then Chadwick, or Chadwick beforehand and everything, you could tell that the white filmmaker was trying to find people that usually do those black historical movies and stuff yeah. like that. So that was interesting. So Lupita, like. Yep. So yeah. it's kind of like, hmm, like, do they really be looking at the track record of, and, uh, oh, what, well, they did this What's wild is that Will just did a historical movie. He just did Emancipation. Insanity. Yeah. Anyways, I want Willow Smith to start pick, picking up roles. I wonder what that's about. She act good? I don't I've never seen her act for real. I don't think she real. do. Yeah. Well, we never seen her act before. Well, you know, you're right. Yeah. But um my final words are that I remember watching this episode back in like middle school and this was really when I really 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 started to love this show. This episode really changed my outlook on film. So I want to thank Terrence for that. He really changed a little guy's life, and I really, really love this episode. This continues to be one of my favorite episodes of um, Random Max of Flyness. And I hope, I'm gonna hope and pray that there's a season three. I would love for there to be a season three, but um, I'm really, really, yeah, I love this episode, and I love Terrence Nance, and I love everybody. Can I name who directed the episode? Who directed it? Directed by Terrence Nance. Mar- Mary Ama Diallo, Darius Clark Monroe, Naima Ramos Chapman, and Jamund Jamond Jamond Washington. Sway. Anyways, thank you guys for coming to the First Dimension. We love to have you. Um, 
Stay tuned for the season finale. Oh my who knows God. what happens? Who knows Dead. who we're going to... Oh, my... Oh. Slay. Slay. And I just fell in love with a gangster. So you put my... Fuck. We're going to do that over. Oh, God. Fuck. Right to the top. Oh, wow. Welcome. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> Welcome to the first dimension. <laughs> We're gonna do that over again. This is terrible. Bang in there. Crayon, no. Oh God. Fuck. Welcome back to the first dimension. Again, again. 